Welcome to My Beautiful Stories, our conversations about finding the magic in the mundane. Would you like some? Yes, please. There you go. I made a calculation today. Apart from a little champagne on the 1st of January, I haven't drunk any alcohol in 130 days. And actually calculating it and then saying three months made it into a big deal. The thing is, though, that it hasn't been such a big deal. We came back from holidays in September. I must have felt a little tired and under the weather. And I once consciously said no when you asked me if I wanted a glass of wine with dinner. I simply didn't fancy it. I remember you nudged me to taste some because you quite like your wines. And I just brought quite a collection for our last France trip. Yeah, you were really proud of what you had found. But I just didn't fancy it. And then a few days passed and then it was the weekend. So another occasion came. And the occasion was that we were at a barbecue and the weather still held. And now we need to pause and say that September is actually prime time for barbecues here, isn't it? Um, don't know about that. <laughs> well, but the weather is still mild. And if you're not going to do it then, then when are you meant to be doing it? Like in the middle of winter, like you once forced us to, remember? <laughs> <laughs> With the gloves on. Anyway, let's stay on track. So I didn't feel like drinking at that barbecue either. And I didn't. And I believe by then I was kind of out of habit. I simply did not fancy a glass. I don't know, it's weird to even describe it. But I didn't miss it. I didn't want it. I didn't look forward to it in the evening. Nothing. All of a sudden, nothing. It wasn't hard. It wasn't a lack of any sort. It wasn't like other constraints we sometimes put on ourselves. In fact... For Advent and Lent, for a few years now, you and I have opted for the Greek Orthodox tradition of eating, how should you describe it, a plant-only diet and having no alcohol. And I remember Advent came last year in December and I felt like I was cheating a bit. I was not abstaining from alcohol as such, as I didn't fancy it. And I was not abstaining from food because We eat mainly plants in our house as it is anyway. We were only limiting the exceptions, if that makes any sense, and that's not a sacrifice at all. And that's it. It's the new year now, and I don't really have a plan. I don't want to or not want to drink. I don't plan to or not plan to drink. I just don't know. But saying that, as we are recording this, I'm drinking a hot tea and so are you. And I quite love it. And with this, maybe we should delve into resolutions, which is the theme of today's episode. And we should probably start with saying that we never really did New Year resolutions as such. Neither I nor you, and I don't know that we discussed this before or anything. Yeah, but there's a first question whether your um, story was a resolution at all. Because if you didn't lack it, didn't feel it in any way, is that a resolution? I think that begs a, an interesting question. What's the purpose of those resolutions? Because if you at some point gave something up, 
and it made you realize that it's not so difficult mm. to abstain from it, then I think that was a good purpose. I think that's, that could be one of the purposes of doing resolutions. Actually, some experts in self-denial say that that's one of the advantages that you realize you don't miss things as you start doing less of them. Yeah, so that's clearly a benefit. But how about if it's not so easy, like it was in this totally random case of mine? You see, I believe that if it's very hard on you, then it's a wrong thing to do this kind of resolution. So, for example, you mentioned that in your country you have a very restricted diet in uh, Lent, in the, in yeah, in the fasting mm -hmm. period. If it is very hard on you and you just keep thinking about food and you are always hungry, then what's the point of doing that resolution? You are not really doing any good to yourself or anyone else. But my last reflection on it is, why are we doing those resolutions? Because the point is not to necessarily deny yourself something, but to do something good. That's how I understand them. So, for example, like in your case, if it's easy for you, it turns out it's easy for you not to drink anymore, then you definitely did something good. But if denying yourself stuff makes you a nervous person and you shout at your family or argue with your husband, then uh, don't deny yourself anything. Just try to be a bit nicer. You know, just try to do something that's good and even small without... So much restriction. Yeah, without adding the restrictions which don't do anything good. I really hope that's not a gentle innuendo to <laughs> some family relationships here because uh, maybe that needs to be cut in editing. This is an interesting reflection and I think it brings us very nicely to a point that I was going to make. Don't know whether you know this, but there is a gentler way to setting intentions for the new year these days. Did you know about it? No. Yeah, so it's this idea that you should decide on one single word that you contemplate for a while before you set it in stone, before you say that's the word. And that's your word for the year. So this becomes the word towards your heading or a framing of your year, if you like. I actually find that quite beautiful and reading about it has made me wonder a bit backwards what my word of the year would be for the past years of my life. So if I were to look at each year up until now, what one qualification would I give it? What would be the one thing that I take with me from that year or the one thing that has made me grow? All right, so how would you call 2010? where both of my parents died very close to each other, but also our first daughter was born. That's a tough one. I, I don't know. Ah, hang on, I've just found a word, actually. I, th I, think, I think that year could be qualified as something. I think it could be qualified as wonder. Moving on to inspiration, do you have a recommendation to make? I think the film that we've recently watched would be appropriate. It's quite an old film, and it's called The Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner, an old English film. 1962, wow, yeah. didn't even realize that. It's quite modern in the way it's made, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's nicely done. It has the idea of running as some redemptive or uh, positive feature in a turbulent life of the 
of the main character. So it's it's very interesting and very well done. So uh, well recommended. And definitely something that is inspiring me to go out for a run tomorrow morning. That's it for today. Thank you and see you next week. Yeah, thank you. This is it from us. If you like the podcast, please rate, review or subscribe. Get involved in the conversation each week on my Instagram account at stories. Thank you.